0: Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Tea with me, your host, Sweet D, and today, oh my goodness, you guys, I met the most lovely woman recently and had to invite her on the show. She is incredible, and what's really fun for me about this is I met her and instantly felt like a really sweet connection and knew nothing about what she did for a living, (laughs) And so, of course, she would end up being just an incredible entrepreneur and a mama. Megan McAvoy Matei is here. Thanks for joining me. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. It's so fun, especially <laughs> because we're actually like basically neighbors. We live in this really small part of Colorado, which is super sweet. And it's nice to be able to um, to chat with you about being a mama in this area because we're we're out here. Like for those of you who don't Ooh. know we're out here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When we just got here, what a month and a half, almost two months ago. And I just, I've already told my husband, I'm like, I already have friends because you you move to a remote place in the mountains. It can feel like, am I going to make friends? That's always a big question. And so it's like, I already have friends. (laughs) Yay. And you're originally from Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What was the draw to Colorado?
1: So, well, so you're originally from California, right? So I thought it was going to move to San Francisco forever. Oh. And yeah, I had been dating this rock star who lived in San Francisco, and I thought it was going to, like, be the rock star's wife and move to San Francisco, and thank God that didn't happen. But I, like, did not want to stay in Massachusetts. That was not going to be the long-term thing. And then I met my husband, and he tried to get a job in San Francisco because we both love the city. I mean, it's a cool city, right? and that didn't work out. He applied for a few months, and then he was like, Meg, I can get a job in Colorado. Would you be open to that? And what's funny is I started coming out here to visit friends who lived down in Vail back in, like, 2007. Mm -hmm. I just knew I was going to get married in the mountains of Colorado, even though I didn't live here, and we got married in Estes Park, and I just, like, he's like, I could move to Colorado. And sure enough, he applied to one job, got the job right away. And within two weeks, we were like, we're moving. And we had (laughs) both our entire lives in Massachusetts. We had also only been dating. We hadn't even known each other a year, which I had never lived with a guy before. So I wasn't. (laughs) And so we made this big commitment and we moved cross country and you know, now we're married. We have a kid. I have a house, second house here. So incredible. It's kismet. Yeah. I
0: love it when things just come together and like, this right? is, this is what the good Lord has intended. We're going to roll with it.
1: Yes. That's amazing.
0: Okay. So before we get w- way too deep into this, I'm going to go ahead and just read your bio. Cause you've got a lot going on. I don't want to miss anything. Okay. All right, so check it out. Megan is a mindset and manifestation coach for successful high achievers who want to create the life, business, and relationship of their dreams. She started studying mindset 20 years ago when she witnessed 9 11 from her dorm room window and had bad PTSD. This is when Megan learned just how powerful the mind truly is and how much we can change our own beliefs to create our ideal reality. Megan truly believes that you're always more powerful than you realize, and her work is about helping people tune in and create the self awareness to become the best version of themselves. Manifestation is a byproduct of who you're being in the world, and as a yoga teacher, she integrates a mind, body, spirit holistic approach into all of the work that she does with her clients and in her courses. Whoa, mama! <laughs> <laughs> lot there, lot <laughs> no. I'm going to ask the question that I know everyone wants a little more info about, if that's okay. Of course. So, you watched 9 11 happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't even begin to imagine that.
1: Can you believe we're coming up on 20 years? I mean, it's
0: so hard to believe.
1: It's so hard. Yeah. 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 So, it was my first week of college. I grew up in a small town. I went to an even smaller private Catholic high school. So like the reason I'm explaining that is to say I was this sheltered, you know, small town person. And all of a sudden I was going to school in New York, which when you go away from family for the first time and every person that you know, and, you know, I had a long-term relationship in high school, what a huge shift that is already, right? You're. And manage and, and find your way. And you don't necessarily have all of the resiliency skills at that point in time. And so I was living on the 11th floor of this building that we actually called the Towers. And it was Tuesday morning, or a Thursday, but I didn't have classes on Tuesday or Thursdays. I'm pretty sure it was a Tuesday. And I have all these voicemails. So I was sleeping in. I'm a college kid, right? Sleeping in. Of course. And she yes, <laughs> <have, you> should. <laughs> right. I have all of these calls. I have all these messages like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And my mom gets on the phone with me. I finally answer, and I'm on the 11th floor of this building. And she's like, the Twin Towers were just hit. Like, or I think she said the towers were just hit. And I'm living in the towers. So I'm looking the, the window to see if my friend across the way, who's living in the other tower, was hit by a freaking plane I'm like wait what like what is going on and she goes look up in the view from my dorm room window was the twin towers and there you know there it was just watching that play out was just you know unbelievable and you'd have low flying planes everywhere like they weren't supposed to be flying planes Mm -hmm. In New York, they still were because they had security and stuff like that. And so just my anxiety and the PTSD and then you don't know if another plane is coming. That's like it was so fresh and it was so early and there started to be other incidents. And so you're watching the news and you're like, cool, I'm on the 11th floor of a building. Like, where am I supposed to go? It's not like I can go home. I don't have family like. And so, yeah, I had pretty bad PTSD to the point where I would, you know, go to fall asleep at night and I would scare myself awake. Like I would feel like I was falling and not in that cozy, like, oh, I'm falling asleep. This is you know, wow. I feel like maybe I'm falling from a building. I have aches in my body that would just manifest a lot of anger. Um, obviously a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. And so that was pretty life-changing for me.
0: Oh my gosh. So how many years was it from the moment you saw that happen from the moment you decided and noticed that through your own internal work that you wanted to start coaching for manifestation, for encouragement, to help people move through certain transitions in their lives?
1: So it was probably actually quite a while before I realized that I wanted to start coaching. Mm. Before this, I was a financial advisor for 10 years. And so like my career trajectory went in a different way. Mm. But I found yoga right away, which is a very big part of my path to how I was actually able to heal. Mm. And knowing that as far as like having that uh, a modality in my back pocket, I got my yoga teacher training in 2000 and. Fourteen, I guess, and then I sold my financial advisor business in 2015. So it wasn't like an immediate jump or anything like that. So like, here's my purpose. It was more of a I started. I had a lot of healing that I needed to do, and I, and the thing with mindset work, at least for me and a lot of people I work with, is once you start learning the process of healing yourself you see that there's a lot of different things about yourself that you can heal and shift and change too. And so it was really kind of that journey. And then I hired my first coach in 2008, when I started my first business. And so I guess if I were to take a step back and be really honest with myself, it'd be 2008. So I graduated in 2005. And once I felt the power myself of coaching, not only having like healed myself from PTSD and like done the work of yoga and going inward, but then also seeing how much a coach could impact and change my life. Mm. But I stayed in that business. I mean, that was definitely something I stayed in my financial advisor business for way too long. I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I just wasn't, it wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like it's so rigid and it's so, um, I'm obviously like a deeply spiritual person and I like to speak whatever I want to say. I know everybody says speak my truth. I feel like that's so cliche now. I like to run my mouth. (laughs) So when compliance is always over your shoulder, you're kind of not allowed to do that. You're actually really not allowed to fully in that business, at least in my experience, be yourself because it's so scrubbed and it's so it's, it's very black and white. you know what I mean?
0: What was, what, what was the turning point or was there something that happened when you had, cause you, you ran a successful company, obviously you sold it. Was there something that happened? We were like, you know what? I need to go this totally different route.
1: Yeah. So I, it was, yeah. So 2014 is when I went through my yoga teacher training. So that was a big part of it. And what had happened was my grandmother passed away and she, my favorite woman who ever lived such that my daughter's middle name was her name. Right. But so like, that's how important she was. And the night before her funeral, and I was supposed to speak at her funeral. So one of the ways that I've always processed grief is that I will stand up and I will speak at someone's funeral because that's kind of my way to honor them, right? It's it's my way to say goodbye. And I've always been the person in the family similar to you, I'm sure, where it's like, we're in the entrepreneurial space. We're used to speaking publicly, and if somebody else doesn't feel comfortable, and it's a good way for me to handle my stuff,
0: totally. Yep, going to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, but I totaled my car in a head-on collision the night before her funeral. Oh. On this curve back in Massachusetts, really icy road because it was February, and boom, I hit this car head-on, and thank God we were both safe. Like. I'm not necessarily that person who always believed in angels, but that was one of those moments where I walked away from it so coherent, so, and now adrenaline I'm sure plays a role too, but just so coherent, so completely safe. My airbag went off. My car, when I say it got totaled, was totaled. It was, and it was just that moment where I was like, I, I was not alone. I was just taken care of right there. And so that happened and I was not well, I, you know, bawling my eyes out for days, just that's trauma on top of trauma. Yeah and I was dating the rock star at the time and he was in Italy you know traveling over the world doing shows and not really in touch that was not a fulfilling or positive or empowering relationship there was a big void in my heart for most of the time that I was in that relationship but it was fun and I just was alone you know how like you'd usually have that, that support system. Now I had friends and and stuff like that, but it was just this deep feeling of sorrow and being alone. And I took a step back and I was like, what am I doing? Like, seriously, what am I doing? And in that moment I decided to change my entire life. I broke up with the rock star. I was like, I am going to start studying. So I started taking courses, more courses on the science of happiness and so really going deep on positive psychology that was through UC Berkeley and then I went out to Esalen which is up in Big Sur and just did this like big immersion into I think it was creative writing which is great for copy and sharing your message Hmm. and teaching yoga right Hmm. yoga just threaded through all of this for me and I'll never forget when I was out at that retreat at Eslin, the, I was getting a massage and she actually really made me annoyed. I don't know if you've ever had a massage and the massage therapist is like, you need to relax. And you're like, I'm freaking here to relax. <laughs> like that's your job. Like help a girl out. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And after the end of it, she's like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to connect your head with your heart and get your stuff together. And I was like, you're absolutely right. (laughs) And that was it. I mean, I didn't sell the business right away. I started planning and I took other courses on, uh, the science of stress management and resilience, which is a big part of what I coach too. And in my courses of what do we do? Like, you know, this past year, you, you're a mom, um, for me having gone through postpartum during 2020, I look at that stuff that I learned And man, I took my own courses because I needed them because it was the foundational basics of I need to go back to basics because a lot of times wasn't well, like you start to have these intrusive thoughts, you start to be like, is life worth living? And so really that whole process of seeing how valuable that work was of, you know, resilience and happiness and positive psychology mixed with coaching and yoga and all of the things, and I met my husband and it's like, let's go, like, we're leaving. I'm selling the business. We're moving cross country. It was just a full change. Like there's the channel. I changed it. You know,
0: you're really brave. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people listening to this. I'm certain that are like, I could never do that. Just uproot my life and just go for it. How do you get that courage? Where does that come from? Where, where does that deep resiliency step in?
1: I was scared out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I'll pretend that I wasn't you know I remember driving cross-country with him and this guy that you know a year we'd only known yeah, yeah. so first so admitting that I mean that's a big part of like what I coach and what I teach and like that's just one of the things in my journaling course that I go so deep on is that we can turn our fear into our power mm-hmm. and For me, what I've found is it's usually the things that I'm most afraid of that are really there because fear is just an emotion, right? And no emotion is technically good or bad. Mm -hmm. Able them that way because when we feel good and we feel happy, that feels good. But when we feel scared or when we feel sad, that feels bad. But really like those emotions as they stand are not good or bad. It's just how we assign them. Mm -hmm. Some of them have a lesson and they have something to teach us. And fear in my belief system and facing it, and I don't deny my fear. I go head first into, let's go worst case scenario. What is the absolute worst thing that could happen? Mm -hmm. Probably not going to die, right? I already had that fear when I went to college the first week of school that terrorists were going to come out of nowhere and kill me, right? I've been, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. And so most of our fears that we have, we make them so big. Mm. And the resilience stuff that I've studied, I'm I'm grateful that I've studied that because I for sure have an anxiety brain, right? I for sure have a, whoa, like <laughs> I've had depression, I've had anxiety. And so it's like, well, these are the monsters I know. Mm. At this point, once they're the monsters, you know, you're like, am I really scared that you're under the bed or am I just going to... The light and then deal with it and realize I'm more powerful than I ever knew. Wow. That's really,
0: really powerful. It's like you're running toward the fear versus hiding out.
1: And that I think I have a whole blog post about that. That's really, like like run towards your fear. Because
0: that's significant. Because there's many yeah. of us, including myself at times where I'm like, I'll just hang out. I'm just gonna binge watch some Netflix and I'm just not gonna deal with it. And then everything eventually implodes. And then we really have to deal with it. That's what I went through this last year. Like I've really got to deal with some stuff similar to you. I was also in a car accident that was really like very life altering. I totally believe in guardian angels. Like same, like I'm very fortunate that I was able to walk away, but from something that I have recognized, and I'm sure this is something that, you know, all too well, it's like, When you're dealing with tragedy or trauma, and if you're able to really navigate through and get on the other side, because I believe there is another side, like you just got to, you just got to work it right. We really do find our purpose. And it's so beautiful that, I mean, you you said you went to Catholic school, right? So maybe you're still religious, believe in God, right? Okay. So for me, totally believe in God. And I, yes. I just feel so fortunate to just know that I can, in fact, go after that purpose, live in my full potential and that God's got my back. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: You know? Well, there's that whole piece of just always being supported. Right. And just know, like knowing that as, as fact. And there's, I think it's either Proverbs or, or um, Psalms, I forget, but it talks about how wisdom is more profitable than gold. And as somebody like, I actually have a YouTube series that I was doing for a while. That was called Wednesday wisdom, which is the best mindset lessons from the Bible, because the Bible, whether you honestly, whether you're religious and have a relationship with God or not, because that's not something I, and you're not, you're not forcing it at all. That's not what I'm saying here just to be super clear, but like,
0: I'm definitely
1: not one of those people who like pushes it on anybody. I'm like, you need to have, relationship and private Catholic school drove me further away from God than I ever would have imagined. I had to find back Mm -hmm. through actually studying the Bible versus like what religion and the church were saying and being like, okay, wait, let me make sense of this. And there's so much wisdom in there that when we look at that, wisdom is more profitable than gold. Wisdom is the most important thing that we have. And wisdom comes, like you said, from experience, Mm -hmm from being like, when we get to the other side of this, not only can we find and deepen into our purpose, but I think we can also deepen into that sense of resolve and that sense of trusting ourselves and that sense too of trusting God, right? Like he'll take you through it. He'll take you to it. He'll take you through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've come to learn that when I'm being tested or when I'm being challenged it's not that I look forward to those things. Believe me, I'd rather hang out and let life always constantly be easy, but we're all gonna have tests and we're all gonna have challenges. And so what's the point in trying to avoid them? And so it's gotten to that point that when I come to those tests and those challenges, I now have a belief system and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this too, is not only do we get to the other side of it, but it's gonna be better over there because there's something that we need to learn.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I share a very similar viewpoint. I'm a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason and everything will come together. Even when, you know, certain situations just downright suck. There's no (laughs) way around it. You got to go through it. You got to break down to break totally through. And there's always something very cool on the other side. And I'm very inspired by you and just in, in what you witnessed and being able now to help so many women push through and get through and to enjoy the other side, to find their, purpose and you have your own podcast that you actually just launched a couple weeks ago right
1: yes Yep. Yeah. stay open to the possibility
0: I love that and I listened to your first episode when it was over I was like no 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 more <laughs> <laughs> I want more because you get going girl I like, Dang. Oh, I, I she, knows. she knows so 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 much so yeah if you're listening to this be sure to subscribe to her podcast because it's fantastic Um, I saw that you you. you posted another episode today. So I'm excited to go listen to that too.
1: Yeah, that was, that was all about manifesting love. And I probably share about how absolutely terrible I was. And it's (laughs) funny because my mom is one of my number one fans. And I'm like, it's really great when she hears that I used to go on dates and get drunk in order to be on them and then hook up with people. I should like, that's really great that I'm (laughs) a number one fan, you know, but it is really great.
0: (laughs) You know what? Sometimes we got to just be real honest, you know, (laughs) real honest. Cause there's people listening from all over the world that just will connect with, with you, with me, whoever in so many different ways. Yeah, I'm big into just like spilling out the truth, you know, here it is, take it or leave it. You don't like it. You don't have to listen.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things I'm manifesting with that podcast, it's, you know, how manifestation works. You write what you want and then it happens. And today I was like, my goal with this is I want to be changing and impacting lives, mm-hmm. I don't even necessarily know it until somebody rolls in with some feedback or, you know, just somehow it comes. You've been podcasting for a while, so I'm sure you've experienced this. And sure enough, right before we got on this podcast, she this lady who I've never met before I've never talked to in my life she's like I was just walking around the grocery store listening to your podcast of manifesting love and I just want you to know how relatable it was and how much I took from it and I am going to completely like view love and relationships and how I get to create them totally different and I just was like this is the purpose piece right this is totally. what yeah. This is what this is about for me. It's,
0: it's the ultimate. That's the greatest yeah. gift. You're putting out value. And in return, people are accepting it.
1: You know, Yeah.
0: It's purposeful content and you have so much of it. And it's been so fun to, to follow you on Instagram too, every day. So you're doing like a 30 days of reels. Is that what you're doing? I am. Did so I even awesome. tell you that
1: or you just know? Oh, I've been watching girl. Oh, you're so funny. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to be too anal because it's not going to be 30 and 30 days, but I will do 30 days of reels. Like, it's it's a lot of work. I'm like really inspired by that. I'm like,
0: wow, how is she thinking of all these things? It's a
1: lot of work. It is a lot of work. It
0: really is. Oh my god. But gosh. it's fun
1: too. So.
0: Good. So now you, before we, before we jumped on and hit record, you mentioned that you have uh, a couple of free gifts
1: for our listeners. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So I have two. So the first one is a meditation series and like what better time in the world than now? Because there's so much negativity floating around and so much fear and just everybody's concerned and interested in their health and their well-being. What better time to meditate? And so this series is all about really tuning in and deepening into your intuition, increasing the level of faith and trust that you have, increasing your self-worth, there is an abundance driven one about being the wealthiest version of yourself. And so really for somebody who's an entrepreneur, or somebody who is a successful, high achieving type of individual, they would love those meditations because it's, is going to get mind, body, spirit, all connected. Mm-hmm. You're going to be planting your seeds in your brain full of positive things that you want to be thinking about and and beliefs about yourself. And then the other one is a journaling series. And so it is seven days of journaling prompts to achieve unrealistic goals and dreams. And so each day you get a two to five minute short little audio journaling prompts and this is the kind of stuff that can completely, completely change your life, completely change the outcomes that you're trying to manifest. It, it works. I mean, it's stuff that I use on a regular basis to go, hey, like we just sold our house. We got $100,000 over asking. We managed to manifest our new house, which was exactly what we're looking for. And this housing market is insane. And so from that, and got our house that we bought for under asking price. Is, is magic. I mean, how it all worked out. And then the pregnancy, like divine timing, I talk about too, where, you know, we sold the last house on June 4th. We closed on this house on June 10th. I found I was pregnant on June 9th. We get to create that magic, right? How we want it to go. And that's the thing I always want to impart to people. It seems unrealistic. I remember when I was taking a swing at pulling all of this together, I was like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> and then I just remembered, that's not my job to figure that part out. It's my job to believe it and get it out of the way so that it can all come together and happen.
0: Totally. And if it really, from where I'm sitting, it seems like you're listening and accepting it. And it's not just like, you know, it's not like you're throwing up your hands and saying, I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, no, the manifestation piece you're really living it. And it's really, really inspiring to watch you thrive and do what you do. So thanks. It's really
1: Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So if you <laughs> want to grab those incredible gifts, you can go to Megan McAvoy, And I'll also have the links in the show notes as well. And just a last question for you. What would you say to our listeners? If they don't know where to start if they're feeling really stuck and they're like, wow, this sounds amazing. I want to go on this manifestation journey. What's a little tidbit of advice you could offer if someone's feeling a little bit stuck in that.
1: So it is really super in alignment with what the name of my podcast is and what the name of my book I'm writing is. But I think when everybody asks me what is the most important message that I could share, it is stay open to the possibility. Mm -hmm. And what I always like to say is I don't care if you feel like you're face down in the mud and there is an elephant standing on your back, you can still rise. And even if you're not in that situation and things are going well, but, you know, we can be crushing it and still feel stuck. That can happen, right? And it's just staying open to the possibility that things can get better, that tomorrow is a different day, that... You can bounce back from the hardest things that you've ever experienced in your life. To stay open to the possibility of the fact that if you're looking for your purpose, I have a lot of people who work with me have been looking for their purpose and they want to define you. It's looking for you too, right? And that everything that you want still can happen. But the most important thing that I've ever found is that the only way that it will happen is if you do stay open to the possibility of that, because it can get so easy to turn ourselves off. Like I see this in love a lot where people have had their heart broken, or I guess in entrepreneurship, it happens too, where we fail. Right. And I'm using air quotes to say that because there's no such thing. And we're like, well, I'm not going to do it, or I'm not going to date anymore. I'm not going to put myself out there and we get closed off. And that's when the game is over. And so, as long as you stay open to the possibility and you go, I can still do this. Even if I think I'm a screw up, even if I think I've failed, even though I've tried or I'm face down in the mud and that elephant is on my back, none of that matters because tomorrow is a different day.
0: Very, very well said. On that note, it has been such a joy to have you on the show. And if people want to reach out to you or perhaps do some coaching with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Go to your website or Instagram? Those I think are perfect. Okay, great. Then I'll put links in the show notes. Thank you so much again. That is it for this week. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye.